Happy New Year and welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel, but I'm surprised. Taken aback by your (laughs) sudden switch. We have to do things differently in the new year. We have to start fresh. We're not. We're new people with not our old problems. We're completely fresh. All new. Untainted. Yep. We're, this time we're organized. It's amazing. <laughs> I, w- I was thinking how funny it is that um, that the I have noticed through the years of the more we really observe the Sabbath, like the more that we really rest on the Sabbath, the more Monday is like my favorite. I okay. love Monday. Okay. Also, the harder we celebrate Christmas the more January oh, yeah. is like my favorite month of them all. It's great, isn't it? January is like, ah, yeah. look at me putting this stuff away. Oh my word, you know what happened? Putting it oh, out of sight. I have to tell you this. So yes, in the great January sweep through. Yeah, February, I, not so with no, February. But but I was <laughs> like, I was like, I'm going to clean out the pantry. I just was up in it, getting everything organized and sending stuff to the food bank that you're like I could swear I never bought this what is it doing in here you know how you find yourself with those things like random whatever Mm -hmm. so I you know pack up a box of stuff to get rid of and I just you know get in the shelves kind of refreshed wipe out like honey spills in the back that kind of thing and Mm -hmm. then um, yesterday after church we're doing our Sunday lunch we had a couple people you know, a couple extras. And so I was like, it was pretty low key. I decided to make Hop and John and collard greens. That's another thing, Rachel. We need to talk about that because it was unbelievably delicious. But yeah. anyhow, I'd never made it before. Okay. But I was like, oh, hey, we have a brownie mix. I remember seeing in the um, pantry. So I hadn't planned a dessert. So I was like, Belle, would you just whip up the brownies and that'll be at least something you know because sure I feel like if I'm having company I feel more like I ought to have a dessert something than if it's just us anyhow so she's like sure so she whips up the brownies and then they come out of the oven and it was like what in tarnation is that I've never seen such a thing it was like she did it in a small square pan because we didn't have the right size other one but it was like voluminous it was a huge dome on top and I'm like what like and and I just mentally was like well I guess because it was a smaller pan I don't know I didn't really think about it well we serve it up and I'd had one of the girls I mean just whip up like a cream cheese frosting or you know something so they made a a chocolate cream cheese frosting and slapped that on there (laughs) dish it up and it comes to the table and I'm like that's just not a brownie. <laughs> and it was a chocolate cake mix. <laughs> and I didn't look at it and neither did anyone else. <laughs> we just tagged it mentally as a brownie. <laughs> so it was like... <laughs> so you made like a, a box one six. big muffin of a New Year from from our weird pantry ingredients to your plate. It was like really tall and it had a sort of a skim coat of cream cheese. (laughs) And now we know what happens if you bake one of those cakes in a square pan. 
milk out the giggles of the table because that's when we all realized, like, hang on, this was never a brownie. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of dry cake isn't really necessarily <laughs> what you were hoping for. That's uplifting, uplifting news from the Merkles <laughs> Bakeathon. Yeah, it's oh, great. But that at least there's one more thing cleaned out of my pantry. <laughs> With great January effectiveness. Basically, I'm I am really trying to rule myself with a rod of iron because I have turns out January is my favorite of all. And but mm. the thing that I really want to do is drag everything out of every corner yeah, of the house right, and the problem right. is is that i have to do other things yeah and i have it's some deadlines some writing deadlines and things coming up and i'm like if i if i derail into reorganizing every part of our yeah. household I yeah. will not get to anything like i will actually oh, yeah. not do what i'm supposed to be doing so yeah trying to make myself achieve betterness and yeah. tune in to what I'm supposed to be doing but it's not um easy for no. me but this is my whole I'm a big fan of trying to figure out your time management yes I've been on this this tack too Rachel yeah I yeah. have all sorts of things in the uh -huh. works right yeah, now like now I'm like all right but but I I've said before on here I try to read a book on Homemaking oh, yeah. or organization or something. I was just thinking and about I just that. Started Do you have a good one? Uh, I, I'm like 12 seconds into one. Okay. All right. What More is than 12 What's seconds. What's it called? Pulling it up. I'm Give me your it. best It is recommend. called Work Clean. Oh. Work Clean. Instructions to the tens oh, that's what it sounds like. Would you all like to listen to it? Let me just turn it on. Let's not podcast after all. Let's just... <laughs> listen to my book uh work clean what great chefs can teach us about organization the life-changing oh. power of mise-en-place to organize your life work and mind okay, okay however one of the as per usual with my reads mm -hmm. there are worldview blips oh right like the life-changing magic of tidying up yeah. i got all kinds of good stuff from that yeah alongside of a real sorrow for those of us <laughs> who have been stuck being shinto shrine maidens <laughs> like you're like yes. oh yeah. wow that's hard yeah. and this one is written by a journalist who is also a practitioner of the religion of yoga perfect so you know that he's looking and you know what was really sad i don't know when this was written i would assume before in the before times okay. but it was um it was sad because he's talking about mise en, mise en place right however i say I know mise en place mean, but i think it's not i how you don't say know it. how you pronounce it well he is like oh anthony bourdain that's one of the big like how anthony bourdain said that this was his religion okay you know that this religion of putting all your things in the right places pretty much mm -hmm. I was like yeah mm -hmm. and looking back on it we see how fulfilling Anthony Bourdain I know nothing about it what happened oh he okay. killed himself it's like Kate Spade with her beautiful prince yeah, right, you're like right. yeah those turned out I to didn't really know that he killed himself mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. he was uh, another suicide uh, wow. I think it was right around the same time as Kate Spade oh, killed herself yeah. okay. and anyways my point 
that the reason I'm even talking about this is it's so true. It's so obvious that there's gaping holes in yeah. this idea that you can right. that you can focus your mind enough to get out of your sin problems because well, you can't. It's like you know those bits in scripture where he's talking about the idols that you make and half of the. We trunk, just read one yeah, of them today. You know, half the trunk you used to boil your soup, and the other half mm -hmm. you carved into a little idol to worship. I do think that that there are some people who seem so taken in by it. Like uh -huh. they're actually stupid enough to fall for their own Idol. idolatry. Uh -huh. But then at the point where you see through your idolatry but cling to it anyways, what is there left for you? Like when you suddenly are disillusioned with your idol but you won't turn to God. There was that line in Isaiah that we read today that was something, it was essentially that commentary on people with idols. But I think it was sort of like it was sort of like those who pray to gods who will never hear them. Yeah. You know, like, and yeah. that is so much what this feels mm -hmm. like. But, you know, and this is just an organizational thing that I think we all have to, that we have to get our minds around as homemakers, as parents, as Christians. You know, just mm -hmm. what we're doing is that you're actually not just an employee that God has given you something to take dominion of, right. which means that there, cause I've had all kinds of times where I've been really frustrated that nobody wrote the book that will tell me how to deal yeah, with I my know. problems and how is it that my problems <laughs> are my problems alone and no one seems to understand okay. why it's bothering me or what the, what the drama is. And the, but the reality is that it's not actually like it's, it wouldn't be me taking dominion of our life yeah. for me to implement someone else's well, I someone else's I'm, direct rules. I, I am sure that I have said this before because I think of it often. But it seems apparent that God wants us to have to dig. Uh -huh. Because he could have put all the gold nuggets lying on the surface of the ground. He could yeah. have put all the gems on top. He could have given us a manual that explained how to smelt ore and everything. He could have written, like, he mm. could have just told us what the cure to cancer was. But apparently, he wants us to dig. Because there, there must be something in that discovery and in that digging for it and in that finding of it and searching it out. And, like, obviously yeah. that process matters to God mm -hmm. greatly on the whole human race. Like, the whole history yeah. of the human race like what are we doing but like he could have said hey p.s there's a whole continent over there if you just yeah. go well but okay the discovery and but the that's searching like, we got a puppy for christmas and that's which has nothing to do with this observation except for you know kong toys or whatever that oh. there are toys that are good for dogs because they make them work, like they make them okay. use their brains, like mm -hmm. like where yeah. you hide treats inside yeah. of something, like instead of just putting it yeah. out, it's actually, yeah. they are happy and it is good for them yeah. to be engaged in trying to figure it out and messing mm -hmm. around with something for yeah. a long time. And that is kind of, I mean, it's sort of like a loving God gave us a world with so many different obstacles. and interestingly so many different rewards yeah in all these little different obstacles like how rewarding can it feel when you get a stain out of something that you yeah, thought right? was stuck <laughs> who knew that would be such a treat mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like where you're like i did it i 
I yeah. did it. Woohoo! Like you're so excited about that, or yeah. you get you solve some problem, like a thing that's been mm -hmm. bothering you for a long yeah. time. Luke and I were just talking about this because um, whenever something is an unfamiliar area to you, or you don't feel good at it, you want to like get an expert to tell you how to do this. So child rearing would be a great example of this. Yeah. And where you just want someone to be like, Hey, yeah. Tell me all the, just, just give me the yeah. checklist. Kind of like, here's uh -huh. what you need to do. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about how it's more imaginary than anything else that, because when someone does what do you that, mean by imaginary, what you think you would get, Oh, from someone yeah, sure. because you can think like, Oh, I just need someone to tell us how to yeah. do this. But then you're imagining something that isn't even there because sometimes when they tell yeah. you, you realize you disagree with all of their principles. Like, mm -hmm. or you're like, mm -hmm. well, that's bad. Or why that would you do work that? With my child, that actually. wouldn't work. And I don't yeah. actually just mean in child rearing, but like that was, that was me in the book. Um, what is it even called? Home management, plain and simple. Okay. That book just really chafed me in all the ways. <laughs> Used to be called Large Family Logistics. I'm sure many of you listening like that book or have got good things out of it. And I'm here to say I liked the life-changing magic of tidying up. And I understand listening to something and disregarding mm -hmm. the thing. I like. Yeah. I'm not saying there's not sure things yeah. in that book that would help you yeah but it just cheesed me off non-stop yeah. because because all of the foundational assumptions I think it bothered me more that she is more like like I think it bothered me that I think she's a Christian mother of a bunch of kids I think that the principles I differed with her on bothered me more because of that. Like when you're like, sure. oh, I'm dealing yeah. with a Buddhist. You just know that you're not yeah. all the way on the same page. But when it's someone saying, here's how you need to do this and such. And you're like, false. I won't do it. And you think, I don't know. It's funny. Dude, that just bothered me. But my point is sometimes you imagine that there is some system out there. Right. That if only someone would let you know the details of it, you wouldn't have to do the work yourself. Right. But there isn't. Well, except for, I think this is another one of those ones where you're like, but sometimes you stumble across some amazing tool or some That's amazing thing. That's the 80-20 rule. And then you're like, wait, why did I never know this? This <sighs> changes everything. Yeah. And I think sometimes you really do find, it's like, oh, I found the system and this really works. And this totally works for me. But that doesn't mean it would work for everybody that you give that advice to. because It also doesn't mean it would work for you beyond this little window no, of time where no. you're doing it but I'm I don't mean it like don't make an effort to figure it out because I think that we're supposed to we're supposed to be working on it starting out and my friend Laura said something shout out to Laura uh that her her idea for the new year which is just if there are problems in your life that you just keep not dealing with like like to actually try to sit and think through the things that are making your life more okay. hectic or difficult and just yeah. if there are ways for you to solve that just yeah. solve it like yeah. just do it and that's it's kind of parallels with my whole let your ideas die with dignity mm -hmm. like if you have always yeah. thought so for instance I ordered a cheap desk 
for oh, our bedroom because I always wonder if I want a desk in our bedroom, oh. but I always think somehow I'm waiting to find the perfect thing that yeah. would be a lifetime, yeah. like, like I need to find the desk that really blesses yeah, me right. so hard that mm -hmm. I really, yeah. and I keep not finding that. But because of that, I'm always wondering if having a desk yeah. in our room would actually help me a lot. Yeah. And uh -huh. now I'm just like, you know what I should do? I should find out if having yeah. a desk in the yeah. room helps. And then... No, it's totally true. And I have said before, I really like the Michael Hyatt planners that are spendy, but I actually really like them because it, it syncs quite nicely with how I like to operate when I'm being organized. Mm. And I'm not always organized, but when I am, it's like it actually syncs with the way I like to think about stuff, which is I always want to like reverse engineer everything. I want to pick like, okay, this is what I'm aiming for. And if that's the case, then, yeah, and then I sure. work backwards from there. And so these really, I, I, anyway, I like them. But one of the things that I really like is there's four per year. So there's one per quarter. So each quarter you're supposed to like stop and reassess, which is mm -hmm. handy when you're so much on the school schedule like we sure. are. Because I can imagine if you were just sort of in a corporate something where there really is no difference. Right. It, the, but anyway, all that to say. So beginning of the quarter. So I'm like looking at the, mm -hmm. you know, here's my goals and here's what I'm trying to get done. And, and uh, he has a page that is the ideal week where you're supposed to just like sketch out on basically like the whole thing is spread out and and you understand at the front end you're never going to have an ideal week because you're going to get a flat tire you're going to sure. get sick yeah. something's going to come up whatever but if everything was just clicking away then where would you put everything so you start by all the things that just don't deviate you know it's like my school schedule just is what it is church mm -hmm. is when it is you know, you put all those things on and then you like look at the rest of your commitments and figure out where can I fit them. Mm -hmm. And it's like what you were just saying of like figure out the places and then just sort it out because I'm like, okay, yeah. there's these things that sit there and they're a huge task and you never have that much space. So it just sits there. But it's like, but if you notice to yourself that you are going to right. have 45 minutes every Tuesday afternoon. Well, look, you might be able to chip away at that. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, I don't know, it's a its a handy, just like find the big splinters and then see if there's anything you can do to I bought extract myself, it. I bought myself a clock that is not here yet. Okay. It is a probably for children. Okay. It's a timer clock. Okay. No, it's a time timer. So you can set it for like an hour or an hour and a half or we could set it for any number, but I'm saying okay. that up to an hour and a half. And it actually, the reason I say this is because my life is a life of rhinormous interruptions all the yeah. time. So if I say I need to spend an hour a day working on schoolwork. Yeah. Well, as soon as I sit down to work yeah. on it, something happens. Somebody yeah. calls you. You need to help with something. Something. Yeah. Somebody forgot their lunch. You're gone. So this is an hour timer. You can set it for an hour, but pause it. Yeah. When, like, if I'm, like, I'm going to spend an hour of my day doing this. Yeah. But if I get interrupted, because the clock never really works for me. Mm -hmm. And if I set a timer on my phone, the problem is a lot of the time someone calls you on your yeah, phone. Right, and you're, right, like, right, right. you don't have time. Mm -hmm. You don't pause it. Yeah, you don't remember right. it. You don't go back to it. These so, are all my efforts. So you pause the clock and then restart the clock? You can just pause it, meaning 
because I have schoolwork, because I'm doing the master's program, I have to be writing and reading a lot. And I just need to be doing it every yeah, day. Right. But the problem is, if you're like, I must, I have an hour a day to spend on it, presumably, if I sweep out under the fridge of my time. Like, yeah, you know, like, I think yeah. I can cobble it together. However, yeah. I'm not really clear on that because I always get interrupted. Yeah, so sure. if you get the stuff, whatever. So my goal here is more to know that I actually put in a whole hour yeah, on something. Right. Like putting yeah. it beside my computer mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to be like, I want to know that I'm actually, yeah. instead of like, I sat down and actually probably did that for 11 minutes yeah, today and I then know. left and never came back to it. I know. And there's lots of things that if I, if I'm honest, in the moment, you never think you have time. So you're like, well, I'll just fiddle around then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you because have... I am a long, I am a far cry from being super effective with all of my time. It, well, that's, that's what I mean. I'm like, thinking about it all the time. Like, let's say I get home from school, but I know that in 20 minutes I have to run pick somebody up. You can't, that transition moment is very difficult. It is. And so if I have it very clearly in my head of like, oh, right, this is what I'm going to do next, then that's fine. But if I am just going to sort of go home and have a wander around and look at the things and wonder and then call you, you probably wonder as you wander as I wander <laughs> I wonder and then I call Rachel and then we chat and I tell her about something that happened at school and then I you know and then my gosh it's time to go anyway you know what I mean like yeah. you can easily dribble around being wasteful is the easiest yeah, thing so okay but one thing that I have found and then this is all just the kind of thing that I spend my time trying to sort out so who yeah, knows know. but I know that I have to be working into the night right okay. now. I tell okay. myself I'm sure. just in a season of life where I have to work the mm -hmm. night shift mm -hmm. also. Like you yeah. do your day and you do your night. Yeah. And the things that are important in making that work. One thing is taking time off in the afternoon. Like actually okay. sitting down and okay. having a coffee or sure. resting or reading something in the afternoon because the delusion that you can power through yeah, from no. the morning until the late night it really looks good in the idea you cannot <laughs> you cannot do it on it's, paper it looks like i'm easy. getting so much done in my imaginary world yeah, but right? you have to take that time but the other secret to my to me making myself do this is postponing working on the things that I yeah, can do when right. I'm tired mm -hmm. because back to my issues with writing it is a false news fake news that I tell myself I'll work on that tonight no, because tonight exactly. I could sit down and write exactly no I could not because tonight I'm gonna sit down and look like a bug zapper that's what's <laughs> going to happen like, <laughs> there's going to be approximately zero well, good ideas see, I'm like it's not happening because I put some things in that ideal week that I sketched out and I was putting things okay so in the evening after dinner like you've done dinner you've done the dishes Basically, I'm ready to phone it in right then and there. <laughs> like, I'll be seeing you. Tapping out. But, yeah. like, if there is stuff that is fun to do, but I actually also really should do it, it's the kind of thing that if I slot it as, like, I'll do that in the evening, then 
I'm not actually bumping some of the more pressing duties from the day. When it's like, well, yeah. I really should do a garden plan. Like, I really should sit down and figure out what seeds to order. Yeah. Now, if I did that in the middle of, let's say, I went home and did that right now, there'd be a number of things that I would have let fall you off. You dislocated, yeah. But if I get through my stuff today, but then if I'm like, oh, hey, that's actually on my schedule for tonight. But you mm-hmm. can just sit down on the couch and put your feet up and have a nice little rummage around in a seed catalog. That's okay. And it is kind of actually yeah. on task. It's just that it's not the task that I ought to be doing. Okay, but see this right is now. this is me and the January organizational nation issues. <laughs> is that I actually want to be doing that real bad. Right I know. Now. Like I it know. is the thing that I am like chafing yeah, at. But the problem is because I want to be doing it, I can actually do it at night. Like yeah. I could actually yeah. power myself into doing yeah. it. Not so with some of my other work. Yeah, so right. back when I was uh, knitting a lot and I was learning to knit more, right. I had this thing where I would always have a mindless project going and mm-hmm. then one that had techniques or things I didn't know how to do in it. Yeah. So the one that had something I didn't understand in it, I needed to do in the daytime. Like I'm right. like, I'm going to try to knit lace, yeah. but I cannot crash in the evening and yeah. blast out some lace because that's not how smart I am. <laughs> <laughs> when I sit down in the evening, I need to do something that takes little to no thought process. You know, right. like I can just do this. Right. But if I would make a mistake on knitting, yeah, then I had to pencil in time in the day to lay it all out, pick it out, oh, get it sure. back to a good spot to like, okay, this is how I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. solve this problem. I'm going right. to make the solution happen now. But I actually needed my best brain for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and this is how I'm trying to manage my life right now. Pretty much is that I'm trying to postpone until the evening, the things that I know I could still be interested in and do in the evening. Part of this, cause I was talking to one of my kids that with the same, like trying to prioritize and triage and get your things in your schedule where you want them and honestly I feel like a big part of it for me is you know how sometimes there will be a task that you just hate and you dread and then once you tackle it it's not that bad at all Um, that's almost not it's not fair to say sometimes I know I think there's always something like that going I do think that there is something about the mental Figuring out where you can put it so that you will enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Because actually, if you think about stuff in advance and you're like, um, actually sitting up in bed with a hot cup of coffee and doing my Bible reading before I do anything else sounds really good. Me like trying to do my Bible reading during my lunch break at Logos would not at all sound pleasant. Uh Uh-huh. And, and it's like, you can put things into your schedule such that they are just a burden and an affliction and a constant annoyance, mm-hmm. or you could put them in where it's going to slip in nicely. And it's going to be a routine that you actually look forward to. And I, I just feel like there's a lot to be said for trying to figure out, like, I don't really want to do this thing, but how can I make it so that how it can is I make something... it a delight? Yeah. Like it actually is something that I look forward to. So I was just talking with another friend about this, but this is the thing is that whatever pleasure, like if you go, whatever pleasure we get out of different jobs, sometimes you have to very consciously identify what you're going to take pleasure in. Yeah. Like, and actually train yourself 
to take pleasure in, say, wiping out your kitchen sink. Or mm-hmm. I'm going to take pleasure in cleaning up my little yeah. baby snotty face and yeah. making them smell sweet again yeah. or whatever. Right. Like that there's a thing that you have to tell yourself, I'm going to delight in this. Like yeah. I'm going to see what's beautiful here. And that is a thing that I think our world right now is drastically bad at or mm-hmm. does not understand, yeah. which is that you actually can cultivate yeah. things that like that loving the unlovely makes it lovelier. Yeah. And that loving some part of your home that has been giving you trouble yeah. bestows loveliness. loveliness. Yeah. And that that loveliness gives you joy. But there is actually a way in which you have to go invest some of your love in the things right. that... Well, okay. So we... Well, as we speak... We are looking out on a fair-sized blizzard. It is just coming down. We have piles of snow. So much snow right now. Heaps and this berms is the mess. and drifts and it's... lots of more snow coming down out of the sky. Did so, it really get that much? What's happening? I'm just checking the weather. You just I, have to look outside, Rach. It's a blizzard. I know, but when I was pulling in here, I, when I was driving here, it said it was 34. Oh, we're having a winter storm warning. Yeah, it's a whole thing. This so, is what I was, why oh, I was like, wait a second, yeah, but no, no 34, 34 degrees. Anyway, so we have a, we have a mess of snow and our, uh, house just makes some spectacular icicles. Like you've never seen frozen Niagara's like you see on the sides of our house mm-hmm. when we get this particular kind of weather. Well, the other day. It was really unhandy because Ben had taken the kids skiing. So it was just Jemima, I think, at home. And I was at home. And she's like, Mom, there's a puddle in the kitchen. She's like, what? And it's coming in and dripping off. Well, you can't tell where it's coming from, but it's dripping from the corner of my upper cabinet. And it's dripping onto the counter and then running off the front onto the floor. And you're like, there's no plumbing behind that wall. So this isn't good. And there's no plumbing above that wall. So... We go upstairs and there's just water just dripping in through a seam in the window. And see, normally most of our windows are old wood windows. These are the vinyl ones in the upstairs back. And it's just squeezing in through a crack in the vinyl and then going in the windowsill and going back down a crack into the wall. So it's like, it's not even really running off the front of the windowsill, but it's going down in the wall Mm. and somehow it's coming out in the kitchen and dripping. Well, we had new gutters put on our house, and apparently there was this one little space where the flashing wasn't quite right. And so on the gutter, on the above the gutter, mm. and there was this huge ice dam, and then whatever the you know heat from the roof or whatever, there's water that's just pouring through that one little hole in the flashing between the trim and the flashing wow. or whatever. Coming in, coming in the upstairs, splashing around up there, going down through the wall, splashing out in the kitchen. And it's really funny to me because it is like, it was one little hole. But it is like one little hole can really spread the good news (laughs) everywhere. And I feel like, this is a long, a long build up to give you my analogy. I feel like that can happen in the home or in the time management there's one little hole of something that you're mm-hmm. neglecting or something that you don't want to do or you're putting it off or you just can't make yourself face it. And it's funny how much just that one thing 
can just send out but these it can ripples. generate so much more work for you yes not and, doing the one little thing and i'll tell you what it is for me because i know exactly where it is and that is if i force myself and religiously guard this space in my schedule to plan a menu and get the groceries figured out that is like plugging the hole hmm. but if i do not if i do not set that time aside it is the water's going to come in the upstairs it's going to come in the downstairs <laughs> it's going to pour through this window and that window and also the kitchen cabinet it's like it's just going to be all week of a mess because you know what i mean it's like if yeah. i if i just like get my head around that plan and i figure out the food then sure okay maybe i have to run to the store and grab something sometime but it's not like 27 different meals in a row of going, right. oh, shoot, we don't have that. Oh, would somebody run get bread? Oh, no, actually, we're out of eggs. I need somebody to go get, oh, dang, let's just order pizza. That's funny. You know what I mean? Like, it's just that. That's, my, that's what I'm focusing on this right now is that just focusing on regular weeknight dinners as being a thing that I'm planning to focus on more yeah. on yeah uh because we always eat together it's just that i that in between we've gone on seasons where we have parish group and sabbath and between those yeah you end up i do less like i i actually part of this is just my style of cooking which is that i don't go i do not typically go pick out recipes that I want to make and then get all the things for that. I tend to just buy things and yeah. then work through the pantry sure. and figure yeah. out what I want to do and kind of freelance a bit okay. on that. But that's one of the things I'm focusing on. But what I really did is overwhelm myself by thinking of all the things I care about getting done. Mm -hmm. And I mentally did to myself what you do if you had like a huge cabinet full of things that really haven't been bothering you mm. but you took it all out yeah and then having taken it all out you feel like it would be best if you lay on the floor and wept about it for a minute <laughs> i did the mental version of that where you're like i think i got out too many things that i meant to right. care about like i think i need yeah. to put some of those things away but mm -hmm. mostly i need to just i'm actually getting back into you said your menu thing. I did. I much prefer planning with a pen and paper. I am not yeah. as good yeah, at I agree. digital I planning. Agree. And I hate Google calendars. And oh, I, I hate Google calendars. And I don't like spreadsheets. So, bad. so these are the kinds of things no, that do not make sense to me. I know. And so I don't like that. But the problem is my pen and paper approach. <laughs> What is only so good as you are with your pen and paper. It's right? not good if you never look at it because it worked really. It was in its heyday when I had a backpack. Oh, yeah, right. I remember Now, that. do I keep things in a backpack? No. I have a backpack for when I go to classes, but it turns out I don't normally sit around with my backpack. So <laughs> I, but I've done this before where it really made a big difference where the thing that I scheduled with myself was looking in my notebook, yeah, was spending right? the time actually just looking at the notebook. And that made a world of difference in just what I was aware of and how I was I thinking and what I was like making notes. But part of that is part of the thing of figuring out a way to make it pleasant for you and something you look forward yeah, what's to. What's a way that I actually and... can 
get my brain around this. Right. And, and so, yeah, for me, there's a big part of that. That's like actually having a place to write it or having a system that I use that makes sense because I just, yep. Oh yeah. It's the constant little battle. But I think that the thing about it is that it's like everything in homemaking. It's the reality is that we're always supposed to be trying and that we should never delude ourselves into thinking that there is a way to arrive and not have to do this work. Yeah. That yeah. we're going to be doing this work. Yeah. It's just going to be. And then as soon as we hone in on one thing, we'll have a new development well, of the problem. That's the thing. There's lots of different. Like, we used to um, always have dinner, predictable time, every single night. It was just what we did. You know, Ben got home from work and then we would have dinner. And then when we hit the age where the kids were all in activities life got really crazy because then you're like but wait somebody's gone or we have to be at a game or two other people are at two different games or whatever so I did a little stretch where it was like okay we're just going to eat together and I'm not going to care about when that is I'll just look at every day we'll figure out when is everybody going to be together and then we'll eat then so we would eat really late most of the time because we couldn't really do it early and that was actually kind of a really fun season too because it was like you know we might all sit down at 8 45 but you know we still all did sit down but then we got past that once it was like kids in college that approach just really doesn't work anymore because we're not necessarily and I feel like I have been floundering around with like but what do I do because most of the time it's like but wait are you not home wait who is home What's happening? Like what? I think yeah. because when the kids were littler, I could look at the school schedule and I could know where everyone yeah, was going to be. Right. But now I really can't. So my new approach, my new, I'll report back next week and tell you if it worked. I'm just going to have dinner on a table at a predictable time every day. And then we'll just, they can roll up for it or not, depending. And I'll just save leftovers and it will be fine. Because mm-hmm. I was like, actually, me trying to be flexible around yeah. them was actually turning out to be too hard. Just manufacturing way more chaos. So, and I think half the time ending up meaning it's like, oh, never mind. Okay, everybody can just fix a PBJ or something because, you know, they're yeah. not all going to be here. So now I'm just like, that's it. I'm making dinner. If we end up with leftovers, nobody minds that. That's a good thing, actually. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing. This is my new my new approach. It's good. There's so many things to be thinking about. Okay. I, here's something we should talk about. Okay. That I think is, uh, worth discussing. Okay. Because I don't really have a big idea about that. I mean, I do, but I don't. Every time I say a thing, which I say regularly because I'm trying to push my idea of what kinds of inputs Christians women are getting or what the world is actually telling everyone okay. to do right now, you're always trying to push against what yeah. you feel like is the yeah. fatal errors of Everybody's the moment. Everybody's like, hey, let's all take cyanide. Yeah, like, and you're hey, like, hey, let's not. Let's all take arsenic. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So whenever, but whenever I'm telling people to stop, like, that our goal in life is not to achieve rest all the time like that we're trying to actually do things we're trying to actually leave a trail of good works and culture building and faithfulness it is amazing 
how much that aggravates people. Yes. But it aggravates them also in the direction of acting like you're saying there can never be peace or <laughs> yeah. calm for a Christian. Yeah. And I, and it's weird to me because I actually think that this is, I think that there's a big thought behind this somewhere, which is that it all has to do with how you're working because really good, hard kingdom building work is very much sort of at rest also because you're trusting God with it. Okay. Do you know what I like? Sure. What I'm saying is I feel like there is some philosophical concept that is tripping people up about the idea that that like the way that work and rest intersect. And okay. that the work that they think of the work as being like all in your own strength, which would make it impossible for you to ever set it down. Kind of like, like putting down your labor would be antithetical to how you're laboring in the first place or something. Okay. So you know how, um, the history of philosophy, there's sort of like this, like omnipresent tension between the one and the many. Yes. The unity and the diversity. And it's like, and it's like different philosophers swing Mm -hmm. various directions. But until you have Trinitarian Christianity, you don't have a good answer to either one of those things. And you're going to sort of ricochet back and forth. I think that there's also a perennial tension between work and rest. Mm -hmm. And until you embrace like a Christ centered obedience, but you're going to ping you, pong back and, and forth. until you embrace both work and rest but in see, Christ. Yes, but see, what I'm saying is, like, I think that, like, let's say we were talking to a bunch of people who were promoting that kind of, like, frenzied work in a corporate world where you don't have time for family, you don't have time for relationships, yeah. you never eat food together, you're just totally. in the office, you're go, 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 because you're chasing achievement and money and fame right. and fortune and respect. We would push like crazy against that. But other people will ricochet out of that into like, no, I'm going to just focus on my own meditative state right? and I'm going to just rest and be calm and I'm going to just only think about me and I'm not going to care about what mm-hmm. and then that becomes its own hilarious thing because you you're trying to gain a reputation and fame through your right meditative yeah. you know contemplative life now the thing is is that's equally wrong if it's not focused on Christ at, but so is the frenzied 24-7 can't ever stop thing. Like, that's actually really bad. But too. I think that's what I mean. And actually, now I'm feeling another Instagram post coming on to try oh, to right. clarify this. Yeah. My, But that both your working should be in Christ and your resting should be in Christ. Right. And when they're both in Christ, there actually is not tension between the two of them. Right. Because the overarching thing. But what many Christians are trying to do, I think, is that we consider our work Christian... But our rest, like that they're trying to rest to ourselves. Or sort of. we or, consider our work to be worldly and our exactly. rest and to they be think, godly. And yes, and I yeah. like I saw somebody going on a little spree on Facebook about how you know if your Bible reading plan is acceptable or not. And I thought it was very funny, actually. It was like, this is bizarre. It's like, before you try to commit to a Bible reading plan 
do not take up with any plan that has you reading exceptionally rich pieces of scripture too fast, such as all of Romans 8 in one day. Whoa. It's like, woo. But then it went on to explain how if you're not having some deep contemplative meditative moments, you're not doing it. Okay. And I just thought it was interesting because it was yeah. like, it's weird yeah. how much stuff we can import into yeah. understand. Like, like I have no, no, cons like no objection in any way to a Christian meditating on scripture or, uh, spending time contemplating part of Romans eight and not reading the whole thing yeah, in right. a day. Right. That's just fine. But it's really weird when we set up our idea of a thing that we thought was... Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, when we yeah. pick a thing. And I think that many, many Christian women, because our work is so fraught with temptations and right. struggle and sin, start acting like our work itself is ungodliness yeah. or other something right. else instead right. of... Uh, Instead of realizing, <laughs> just go ahead. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> what is this? I'm sorry to to interrupt. I just needed to find out something, but it's all right. You just keep all right. going. Well, I, <laughs> I. <laughs> Okay, sorry. I can't even explain what Megan just started doing or why I'm full of questions. So, uh, but what I'm trying to say is that because we struggle with our work and because sometimes we feel holy when we're resting because we're right. sitting with our Bible open yeah. and, and we're like, I'm feeling holy right now. Right. We're making it, we're, we're telling ourselves that there's something in the nature of working right. that is like right. anti Christian or anti yes. and like instead of realizing that we work to Christ's glory we rest to his glory yeah. we worked it like that there's no and because of that it makes it much easier to discern when you ought to be doing something or not yeah. like there's not nearly the stress of like isn't it in Little Women where Amy is eating the thing whatever it is that she gets out of the oven to like little kids like one for you and one for me and one for you and one for me but but she's feeding herself I haven't seen this in years but I don't she's know what feeding you're about. herself in between all these little kids that she's feeding but she's clearly oh. taking the lion's share of oh, what okay. she's feeding children because oh, it's a okay. batch of children and she's oh, taking yeah. every right. other bite or whatever maybe I just wronged Amy but <laughs> I'm pretty sure she did that in the I think little Amy woman. was a bit of a brat, wasn't she? Yeah, Amy's all wrong. Anyways, the po the point that I'm trying to make here is that we do that kind of thing with working and rest. Like we're like mm -hmm. one little bit of work for Jesus, one little bit of resting for me, <laughs> <laughs> one little bit of you know what I like. Yeah, we get like kind of yeah. yeah sketchy about what yeah. we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Anyways, all of this is to say I think that there's a lot in there that's like. When you say work hard and don't be a quitter and don't be trying to find ways to get out of every commitment or duty or yeah. anything. And everybody gets fizzy about yeah, that every do. time. And yeah. I, 
I, even though I know they're going to, I still wonder about it. Like, I'm still like, <laughs> how is this? Why is this such a... Like, I'm wondering, yeah. why does yeah. this bother everyone? Because what you're saying is countercultural, and it's not at all hip. <laughs> I know. Everybody wants to be... One of the things that is amazing is that we live in such a wealthy culture that doesn't realize that only work produces wealth and we think that we're entitled to comfort Mm -hmm. like everybody is assuming when they say I ought to just be resting and that they're assuming and having running water and have heat and be able to pay the bills and have food they're assuming a ton have my iPhone where I can can doodle about on the internet all of my apps because I have to track my how much water I'm drinking so I can feel it my ultimate hydration levels (laughs) just a lot of interesting I don't know it's interesting but culturally I read man I read an article in the Atlantic that was like I sent it to my oldest girls it's like read you this and tell me what you think it was the most saddest oh somebody sent this to us didn't they yeah did you read it no oh it was just an article about a woman who's like basically I tore my life down and it was awful. It was genuinely awful. Like, I was going to renovate my kitchen, but I realized I just wanted a divorce. And that was why I realized I didn't want any more. It was all about how she had wanted this certain kind of um, cabinets and whatever. And then she just was like, actually, I just want a divorce. Hmm. And she says in the, in it, kind of like, because all these years that I was just like having babies... She has, like, three really little kids, like, mm-hmm. five and down or something. Okay. She was like, and I just was like, I don't. Basically, I have no actual complaints about my life or my husband. And she's talking about how her husband just kept saying, but for why? And she's like, yeah, but I just, how can you say I just might want to feel the wind on my face more? <laughs> Basically, tears up her whole family because she suspects that there might be something she might want to do somewhere. It has, it is so despairing because, but the, but the reality is people and people are praising her. Like she's so brave because she was so willing. And she's like, and I just wonder if what I did was, was basically like, I know it is really hard for my kids. Hmm. And, but I just felt like I was, I want to feel emotionally raw and just but you could have felt raw back in your marriage with those cabinets too it's no it's weird because (laughs) it was like she just it's like nothing other than trying to serve some god you can't even access or understand or like you know like just doing random homage to something myself yeah it's horrible and my own but attempts at pleasure i'm saying we live in a world that has no bearings on what it means to do your duty and yeah. and stay and try to the take pleasure and in your enjoy. Duty. Yes. And anyways, that's the big tip I have for this new year is to do your duty with pleasure. Like find, yeah. Commit yourself to investing love in your duties that they might be more lovely. Yeah, that's good. Succinct. Do you have any other uh, tips, Becca? Mm. I have another tip. What's your top topic? What? Uh, King Arthur's recipe for the Basque cheesecake. 
Oh yeah, that was good. Was that King Arthur? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, was good. good, but it was also like if you don't have a cake mix that you think is a brownie mix <laughs> in your pantry to whip up a little last minute dessert because it, this was a surprisingly I mean, we can't all be that swank we can't so, all have that we no. can't i mean we can't you could try and some of you us know don't yeah you could try um if you got like a cornbread mix maybe you could pretend it was pancakes or yeah something, something yeah. like that yeah you could see what you could do a you waffle might, maybe you might whip up something <laughs> special um okay no but i it's five ingredients except i did add vanilla in the food processor and then you bake it for like 20 minutes it's the fastest but it's really pretty but it was really fast yeah, it was really good it was like the thing that you could bust out with very little mm-hmm. preparation basque I, cheesecake yep i felt King like arthur it's kind of a in between cheesecake and creme brulee because it had a scorched black top yeah because was... it's because you bake the cheesecake there's no crust you bake it in parchment it at 500 it's yeah. really hot and so then it's super soft inside like almost runny yeah like it's jiggly in the middle when you pull it out but you take the temperature like an inch in or something and that's when you take it out but anyways it was a high speed job that i thought to myself that's one to keep in the, yeah, in the that's one hopper. to keep in the old i have something up my Repertoire. sleeve yeah okay Exactly. That's my that's tip. That's good. That's good. Well, I made Hoppin' John and Collard Greens yesterday for Sunday lunch. It was not New Year's Day, but it was, you know, close to New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, I had not ever made Collard Greens before. And they're good. So delicious. Like, I loved it. And I found this recipe on, I can't remember, I, I looked around for the proper way to do collard greens. And this was on some, I, I had never seen the website before. It was like Diva Can Cook or Divas Can Cook or something like that. But she's very extensive in her treatment of what you do with a collard green. And since we are here in the old north where we don't know what to do with a collard green, mm-hmm. I felt like that was important but yeah she has you like cook it with a smoked turkey leg which I didn't know you could buy but you can Mm -hmm. and I'm telling you what I was like that I had it for like leftovers for lunch today so good (laughs) so anyways I'm just throwing that out there for the universe Yeah. yeah had red pepper flakes in it too so it had a real kick and it was very good huh yeah all right that's my a little collard tidbit. greens followed by a bath cheesecake. cheesecake. Yeah, just and for a little ethnic You'll be a success journey. in a yeah. jiffy if you do those yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Well, until next time. And next time we meet, we'll be so organized. It'll just be unbelievable. So, yeah. don't you think? You won't believe how much we will have gotten done in the upcoming week. Oh, we'll we're going to amaze we'll report you. Back. We're going to amaze you all. All right. All right. Happy New Year. Bye.